Are we ready? I, I, I we not, not no. Evening, Melrosians, the world over, and happy Halloween to those who celebrate. I'm Tom Catalini. I'm Jen LeClaire. I'm Sam Hammer. And I'm Tom Shampoo. And this is Let's Talk Melrose. Melrose, a show where Melrosians talk to Melrosians about Melrose and all the things happening in town. And there's lots going on this week. What's there's lots of yeah. there's lots to recap. There's lots to catch up on. There's lots to look wow. forward to. I mean, it's it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, but for, for, anybody lot who, for anyone who did not, however, catch last week's 100th episode, make sure you go. Make sure you go back and watch that. That was a lot of fun. Um, we are officially uh, we're we were told officially uh, in the MMTV Hall of Fame now, <laughs> which is something. Which is something. That is a long and storied history of phenomenal content mm -hmm. production and so forth over decades. Uh, yeah. And don't forget to advocate Thursday night at seven o'clock at City That's Hall. Right. Um, right. Uh, for the <laughs> if you want to see this continue, so, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't say that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so very so quickly. The, 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 the van ride worked out way better than I would have expected. The uh, video was a little bit blurry and we, you know, we'll tweak uh, this and that, but it, it all went off smoothly seeing how um, you know, I was aware of how, of the level of planning, and then I was aware of the level of execution. I'm actually quite proud with how it turned out. <laughs> how it went. Yeah, uh, right, right. What was everyone's everyone's top moment of the episode last week? Real quick, if if you have a top moment, anything jump out? I'll tell you mine. I'll I'll start. Uh, top fan Scott Barani bringing us pizza. That was right. pretty great, man. I loved it. Slide open the that cold door. open. The cold open was amazing. I think I have to say that impromptu stop at Michelle Carson's house for champagne was like <laughs> unexpected and very cool. Yes, the driver Scott was amazing. Um, yeah, it was, was fun. a bonus BT sighting too. And just that it worked at all, I think was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> just that, that it worked nice. at, at all. <laughs> I, I was uh, impressed with the kindness and generosity of Paul Broder, our mayor, because yes. I was unaware that I was uh, crank calling him on the <laughs> door there while he was while he flipping between us and the Red Sox game. <laughs> I thought this was prearranged and you guys just, <laughs> we just showed up at his house. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, the new format. Maybe we just go door to door. Show up at people's houses. On. I like that we idea. Should. We should explore that perhaps. Okay. All right. Moving, moving Be on. Before we go on, uh, yeah. obviously costumes are in, are in fashion tonight. Uh, where's Tony Tennille, Captain and Tennille? Get it just uh, yes. out there for Tomcat. Uh, what, making... what was their big hit? Uh, they had a couple of hits. Uh, Muskrat Love, if you remember okay. that song. Yeah. <laughs> Muskrat Susie, <laughs> Muskrat <laughs> Sam. Nice. And, uh, don't go break, not don't go break my heart. It was, um, don't, don't, what was that song? Was oh, it boy. Don't Go Breaking My Heart? No. Who was that? No. Then? That's a good tune. Oh, okay. Top fans, we need your yeah, help. Top like, fans, like, yeah, 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 Captain and Tennille songs. Put them in. Put them in the chat because we because we don't remember. Um, oh, well. What I do know is that Sam and I. So there was a, a street closure, um, arts and cultural and kind of business fall festival, whatever, up in in Wakefield over the weekend, and Sam and I went as um, uh, mystery shoppers on a reconnaissance effort to see how, how nice. that was. 
Um, yeah, and it, it was okay. It's a lot smaller than some of the some of the uh, events that uh, Melrose is able to to pull off in our in our downtown. Um, however, one a very very important element that they had that we have not been able to pull off for some unknown reason is there's a beer garden, Idle Hands Look. Beer Garden. Yeah, and it looked pretty plug and play. So it was idle hands they had, it was all decorated. It was in the parking lot behind their municipal building. So it's possible. Okay, um, so, you, so you say, sorry to interrupt, but you say okay. plug and play. This is a revelation I had in a, in a pre-meeting discussion with you all this week that I, I thought when we're talking about beer garden, that was like a permanent thing. Uh -huh. I didn't realize it could be sort of like this pop-up mode that seems so much easier to pull off yeah uh, and I they bring they brought tables and they had their own uh, beer tables and decorations and uh a truck and cornhole and it looked it was a lot of fun anyway so everybody loves cornhole yeah and beer <laughs> it's a great unifying game it's wow. right it's it's uh, anybody can play the rules are simple uh regardless of uh, a lot of variables you could be, end up being good at it or maybe not so good yeah. at it you can you can improve it's uh it's fun to watch i mean it's uh it's almost ideal there are lots of variables that come together that make sam and i a good team by the oh, way oh we are we very were unbeatable good. we are very good at <laughs> thank you karaji I think he has an issue with authority, which might be the problem. So, yeah, speaking of both those things, so we are going to chat more about uh, all the Halloween discussions that, that have been going on in Melrose. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, because after all, this is a show where Melroseans talk to other Melroseans about all the stuff that's happening in Melrose. This and they've been talking about Halloween. They've been town. talking about Halloween. Halloween. So we're, we <laughs> promise we're going to get to that, but we're going to get to some other stuff soon, including the, we, we need the, the very quick uh, weather weather rant from, from Tom Champ, the weather report from Tom Champ, because it's crazy out there. Weather rant about the weather. I love okay, the weather. weather, um, yeah. <laughs> the weather. So we obviously have a have a nor'easter happening right now. It's happening now through the rest of the night into tomorrow as well. Uh, be careful out there. It's very windy. It's very wet and rainy, lots of potential flooding. Um, but I wanted to, if I, if I may, drop 30 mm -hmm. seconds of science on a because the classic nor'easter is kind of, a, kind of a cool storm. So this is a, a nor'easter is a low pressure system, which is the storm that's off the coast of Cape Cod south. And so that's positioned in the ocean uh, and it turns counterclockwise is why the winds come from the northeast. That's why I call it nor'easter. There we go, it's counterclockwise. And then the other so aspect is that oftentimes, I don't think today, but oftentimes there's a high pressure system up in Canada that blocks it. So it kind of gets stuck there. And that's why it snows or rains for a long, long time and has a lot of uh, uh, energy, which is why there's a lot of rain and a lot of wind. So that's it. So we have a nor'easter so happening. Here's Canadian the thing I block. learned from many years of <laughs> yeah. watching the weather. Blocking when, they hot. Say, uh, when they say the wind, uh, you know, it's like a northeast wind. That means it's coming from the northeast, not going to the northeast. Right. Many it's years I was watching us. this. And it's I'm coming like, well, from the mean? northeast to the southwest. Yes. Right. But you, so you could call it a southwest wind, but no. you don't. No, That's say where it's coming from. Yeah. This is a key. Forward slash. From. Backslash. Right, right, right. right. It's that whole Greater thing. than. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Why does it start right. with the Cape, though? Why because there's a high pressure system oftentimes up in Canada or, you know, northern um, 
Uh, Northern oh, U.S. So Canada. it's not the Cape Cod isn't holding it back. It's the no, Canadians. It's the, it's Canadian. the, the Canadian okay. people. Okay. Those Canadians oh, are keeping us. Geez, the, they the seem like back. friendly people, and I didn't realize they were causing us They're all blocking. this distress. Canadian They're block. blocking us. <laughs> They're blocking us. Okay. Hey, speaking okay. of people uh, causing controversy out there, yeah. we haven't even got to Halloween yet. Mr. Cazella is oh, on goodness. Twitter just wrangling up uh, one of the most controversial issues, which I don't really understand. In uh, He sent out a poll on Twitter. He likes to do these poll things yeah. about when you turn your heating on. Mm -hmm. So it, these are the results. So I'm giving you the results here. But critical New England home heating survey, when do you turn your heat on in the fall? As soon as it's chilly, not until October, not until November, or uh, not until stuff freezes. So people have this debate and this <laughs> yeah. discussion around here. And to me, it's completely nonsensical. When the temperature gets to a certain temperature, you need Boom. heat. Yeah, it's not it simple. Yeah. Uh, who are these people holding out? Oh, never and before November first. Ne my, never before Thanksgiving. But my, why? My grandmother. My 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 grandmother. What's the holdout for? Like, is it? Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm know. not cold may enough. She, yet? May, guess... may she rest in peace. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I know it was. It was put put your sweater on. It's it's getting chilly, but it's not. It doesn't warrant turning the heat on until it's actually more like wintertime i don't really know so i think you, you know this is i mean that was you know that's residual depression era thinking though also Maybe, like, yeah. okay. you know, there's, but there's, yeah, yeah, there's totally. a weird point of pride around the start yeah. date right if you come yeah. over to my house in the middle of winter bring a sweater bring a cut like well, I, i'm not yeah. it's not a sauna in here right but so. that has nothing to do with the start date I don't turn it on until this date and then that's it, you know, for the winter. It's like, I don't understand why. Sam, are you, where are you on this? <laughs> I, I know where John is. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. White after Labor Day, urban myth. No, you can wear white after Labor Day. I'm sorry. Well, but I am right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point. Yeah. White after Labor Day. Is so I, I, we spoke a lot before the show. My, I am suffering today with, a serious case of man cold. Mm. So I'm down for the count. So my throat hurts. So I'm drinking man cold, man, you know, like a sniffle that tears you down. Um, so Why I'm a little cold to man. <laughs> I'm curious about that. Ask Stephanie. But anyway, <laughs> I, so we have, we, we have the, the, air, the luxury of air conditioning and heat is real yeah. and um, the ability to turn it on or switch things. And I can do it from an app. I'm just so going to do it. You're not a whole no. No, no. And plus we're more energy efficient this way. When you turn on the heat back, back in the day, you had turned it on. I, yeah, it I was going to say, on. exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. part of it too. <laughs> now you can turn it on or off. Yeah, I, I agree that that's probably yeah. part of, part of it too. So um, it is pretty, it feels pretty, <laughs> pretty chilly this week. I but thanks say. for asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on okay. to the news. It is time. <laughs> Sam's got a uh, deep dive report on the bike lane project before we go any further. <clears throat> there was a community meeting yesterday that I <laughs> did not attend, but hopefully that pumpkin biker did get there um, because I think that the city put forward some recommendations, which um, I, our biker, our biking reporter, Tom Catalini can talk to that. I think we're moving for, we're not moving forward with protected lanes, right? It's, we're just going to have some designated lanes down on South main street. Does that sound right? The process is a little unclear. I think okay. that's where we land, but somebody did a study and made a recommendation to some other authority and it was a public <laughs> meeting last night. So I don't think it's final, but we seem to be heading towards uh, no yeah. parking on the, on the uh, west side. Mm -hmm. of, east, uh, east side. Uh, east side, yeah. east east side. side. Uh, coming east side. north. 
Yeah, coming north would be the east side, yep. right? So yeah. no, no parking on the the opposite side. Oh, the west side. Okay, yeah. right. That's right. Yes, yes. But I was truly inspired by something that our biker biker Fear, reporter, our said. fearless captain, <laughs> our here. captain said. Um, and there was a post, I think, on maybe Karaji's post about yeah, it. Karaji's but... always stirring up. Just curious, what you guys think about this? <laughs> and Tom said something like that. You know, this is the protected lanes is where the world, like civilized world is already and has been and that if we need to take a you're like that's not what i said uh, if we need to no. take a step a step in the direction of having a bike lane that's at least a step in the right direction um right something like that yeah essentially because what they're going to do is um so on the uh, coming northbound on what i'm calling the east side if you're coming northbound they were going to do what they call a protected bike lane. So you do a bike lane first and then you would park the car. So there would be, you know, that space and that freaked people out, even though that's kind of how it's done in a lot of other places. And so in both cases, the other side of the street, there's no parking. So there's less cars and less parking. What they're going to do instead on the northbound side is have the cars park like people are used to and then the bike lane. So that's a, it's a step in that, uh, in that direction. And we'll probably get there, you know, and I do want to recognize that I think, through the bike ped committee's advocacy there's been i'm a cyclist uh in in town and i you know usually you're trying to kind of get out of town and go on a longer bike ride but when you're coming through town there's a lot of small improvements that have happened mm -hmm. uh over the years that really do okay. add up and make a difference and i think this is another step in the right direction yep something I, I don't take enough advantage of are like the bike racks they've put downtown yeah. and things mm -hmm. like that so you have a place to lock up your bike while you go yeah i'm a big big fan of these these advocates as you know and yeah. so i think after after the post came out i was driving with um fan of the show ali di mateo we were going to union square in somerville and so <laughs> not that we were listening to music anyway but i did take this video because it was so stark of a difference between where they are in um their road design and where we are so i'm sorry for the lack of music um but here we go just 13 seconds uh but note if you're, you're watching this look at the right side and all the things that they do there but you also notice on the left side is where they have the parking So, yeah. so that's interesting um, because they have the protected bike line and then a sidewalk instead of parking. And there were some benches right. on and there. And trees. And, yeah, it looks nice. Way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although and the it, benches, my only, my only naysayer obligation is that the benches were facing the, the traffic. The cars and not yeah. the, not, you know. Um, but that's, that uh, we were talking about, that's, that's a pretty, that's not that wide of a road. Mm -hmm. um, so but they did I, make room for all yeah. this activity and it is going into like a pretty active uh, uh, square in, in there. And that's what they've decided to do to dedicate for traffic and all sorts of traffic. And yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. So yeah. I should have tagged you in this post I saw on Twitter, Sam, where uh, they showed a bunch of people using a busy bike lane in Brooklyn. And everybody's a nice day and everybody's enjoying it. A lot of sort of bike and pedestrian traffic out there. And they just said, oh, imagine 10 years ago, this was controversial. Right. Yeah. So they went yeah. through that yeah. at some point, And now that's kind of where they're at. And I think right. we'll get there. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Yeah, it, they, they really do a, a great job. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. 
It is step by step. I, I think change comes in steps like that. So you have to say yes at some point or else nothing changes at all. Which is and just continue to, to try to work to show people what's possible and what's happening in other mm -hmm. communities and that it's not scary and inconvenient and that it, that it works in other places. You know, we can, we can all help them do that too. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, and you get a chance to redesign these things. Like uh, every hundred years or so, you replace that bridge that goes over the, uh, the Lindfels <laughs> Parkway and you get a chance to reimagine what the future could be with a, New bridge. Oh, with a new bridge that looks like the old bridge, except for not rusty. That's how Rosie described it. I was like, look, they put the new bridge in. She goes, looks like the same old one, but it's not rusty. I was like, well, that's kind of an important element that it's not rusting out. So that's good enough for me. So coincidentally, Shane Egan uh, had started this group called Old Time Photos of Melrose. And uh, in that, he had posted recently a picture from 1913 of one car going underneath that same bridge in 1913 and it's literally the same bridge so that thing had, had made it i think over 100 years it was just wow. replaced last weekend tom you said it was all done i i heard i, I haven't been over there but i the the three-day uh, shutdown was so they could remove the old bridge and slide the new bridge in i believe right so that's yeah. happened is that right <clears throat> yeah I, I think most of it's happened if not all of it i don't even know how it ended but i did go down there a few times it was really wonderful to make a fabulous u-turn in the middle of Linfels with no traffic coming <laughs> just to park for soccer um but there were people that were just watching the demolition and construction going on um i even saw jess dugan's dad watching uh some of the construction during the maze walk he's everywhere well, yeah. he, was, he was singing first during the mave walk which was beautiful right. uh, but then he stayed to like watch the bridge construct it's a it's a marvel of engineering i can't even fathom how they did that but it was pretty cool and hopefully done so we we need to we need to forge ahead because we yep. have not even gotten to the the uh controversial discussion du jour so um what's up what, what do we have next Oh, I thought you were going to segue, uh, Jen. Oh, yeah. You do it. So tomorrow, <laughs> listen, tomorrow is your last. If you want to vote early, do it tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, over at uh, City Hall. And uh, and go do it. And if not, vote next week when it's uh, voting day. Yeah. And you have right. exactly one choice to make. <laughs> that might influence an outcome. <laughs> Right. It's a little it's still, overwhelming it's this still year. The process. It's, it's still important. It is the process. The, exactly. The process so. is still there. Go vote. Yay. Good. There we go. <laughs> All right. So I, I, my guess is that Jason Merrill is, uh, is not, uh, is, may, might be happy to have the Halloween cover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pushing out of the news, the, uh, the new mascot and uh, nickname team nickname name uh, that he started some time ago and sent up the survey this week. So they sent out a survey around town. Uh, they're going to change the uh, the mascot in the in the team names uh, from the Melrose Red Raiders to something new, and they're looking for a mascot. the The logo's just an M now. So, you know, the example like if the team name or nickname might be the Red Sox, the team mascot would be Wally the Green Monster. Right. So there's a lot of talk. Uh, I I um, saw some er early survey results in. Uh, the right now in first place is the LTMMers, <laughs> and the team mascot is Tom Shampoo. So that oh, is kind of right. Right. that's a great pick. That is a yeah. good pick. That's, so, great. Well, that's so, because I've voted because I've voted a hundred times. I just kept clicking. <laughs> <laughs> well, well chosen, Melrose. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, so other thing, other ones they were talking about was uh, the Overriders. 
Also, <laughs> pretty good. And uh, the Flaming Swans, mm -hmm, Flaming mm -hmm. Swans which we are prepared for we're fully. Prepared for that one, uh, for mascots. What? So, what do you guys yeah. think about the mascot and the name? What are your suggestions? Huh. Maybe uh, well, suggestions. I don't know. I, I'm. I'll just go on record here as saying I'm generally for it. I think it's fine. I think it's happening in other communities. It's happening nationally. It's happening with sports teams. Uh, I think it makes sense for us to just revisit this. I don't think it's. Yeah, existential it's that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, right. So we can do it. We can we can get behind this and we, and we can make it happen and we can live our lives happily. Mm -hmm. So maybe so that's. So, is it like what's a good name though? Like the non-controversialers. The, the, <laughs> the non. <laughs> the, Mel, the Melrose. The Melrose Marshmallows. The. the <laughs> I like that <laughs> reference. Reference for for the Fluffnutter or, or the fluff. Right, right. right. The marsh. The marshmallow. Emma, Emma, Emma Curtis. Emma Curtis is the is the mascot. I don't know. I think we should engage. Uh, we can engage. What is happening? Oh my what god. We are getting trolled. Block, block, uh, block. Sorry. Oh my god, how terrible. Um, awful. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. Um, uh, yeah, there's. Uh, you know, it's it's an it's, it's an interesting. Uh, I think exercise in looking at um, uh, our history uh, and kind of our identity as a as a community and and uh, kind of what our um, you know arts and cultural and historical assets are here in the community. And oh, look at Karachi's commercializing it. This guy's on fire tonight. He wants to <laughs> sell it out. I disagree with that. Oh, the yeah. all-stars converse history. I think, I think it's also something that the, that the school and the students and the athletes can get behind as well. Yeah. What yeah. about like, the oh, rubber nice. factory? Didn't we have a rubber factory? Yeah, here? yes, right. The rubber makers. The sneakers. <laughs> the sneakers. Rubber the rubbers. Factory, yeah. <laughs> I want the rubbers. <laughs> That's, that's, a safe, well. that's a safe play, Tom. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I think. Whoa. whoa. Um, I did, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I did submit my vote, uh, which got crapped on before the show, um, but I didn't put it the full thing. But I think we should be the the red roses, and our mascot is a rosy. Mm, doesn't have to be the riveter. She doesn't have to be riveting. She Just will be riveting because yeah. this town is full of sassy, kick-ass ladies. That is true. Oh, that is true. Just saying. The I was town, the, the, the town like is also thorny. full of – what's that? Sorry. The ro roses, like I was envisioning something all thorny and threatening looking. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's there right. I was going to say the town is also full of lots of squirrels and also <laughs> pizza – Pizza shops and nail pizza, salons. So, nails. You know. The rats. <laughs> rats. Right. The pizza eaters. <laughs> no rats. I like the nail the rats. The, 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 the Manny Petties. <laughs> the Melrose, the Melrose Manny Petties. Oh, they so many choices. So many choices. It's Manny and then our, then our rallying cry can be nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. Well done. Well Good. done. Good stuff. Celebrate the, what uh, you have, people. Celebrate what you have. Sassy kick-ass ladies. That's what we have. That is what we have. Yeah. Some costumed, some not. So we should move on to the yeah. Speaking of costumes, we should, we should. topic. Like you're like we're, we are avoiding it a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, hmm, lots going on uh, in Melrose at the schools. Who wants to give the the summary? There was an announcement uh, from uh, the superintendent, Dr. Kuchenberger, that went out over over email. Um, 
suggesting that the schools will no longer be um, kind of sponsoring and organizing some of the Halloween parties and parades and, and things like that. It did not preclude um, students from, uh, especially older students, I think from, from, you know, wearing a costume on the day of Halloween or day before Halloween or where, however it falls. Um, if they want to, they, they weren't gonna be told they can't do that, but the school was not gonna be responsible for organizing things. And cue the community discussions, um, basically, and, and then some. <laughs> so. so Shampoo came prepared with a rant. Okay. Uh, Michelle commence. I, well, so I wanted to start first because I feel like there's a lot of discussion. The, you know, the, the part that, that I was stuck on was this idea that um, it was done in part for the, for the community spirit of equity. And I want to start by thinking or by talking about this idea of what equity really even is and equality and equity are different things. And so um, the, 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 the description of equality is that everybody gets the same thing. The description of equity is that everyone gets what they need to achieve their, what they need to achieve. So it could be different things. And I feel mm -hmm. like removing something doesn't at all connect in my, in my mind to this notion of equity. Like you're taking something away. So I feel like uh, putting this up along this idea that it's done because of an equity effort felt completely uh, imbalanced to me. I don't know why you remove things to make someone feel that they're more, um, that, that things are more equitable. And the other part that I wanted to rant about was that there's no consideration for how many people wanted to keep it. So in other words, if you're doing it for a minority, that means the majority no longer feel they're a part of that process, right? They, they've lost something that they wanted to do. And in, in this case, the kids have a parade. Um, and so I feel like the whole thing was done without any input. We don't know how many people wanted this to happen. We don't know how many people advocated for this to be ended, but it was ended. And I, I feel uh, as, a, as a parent who had kids go through the schools, I feel like not allowing for that conversation to happen was was not proper. It, it didn't allow for other viewpoints to say, well, my kids love creating costumes. Why would they be punished? So anyway, I'll stop there. So uh, Karaji did send an update that the school committee tonight um, was critical of the superintendent's decision um, on the how uh -huh. she went about this. So okay. there's the how she went about it and then the decision itself, um, which we should uh, make sure is separate in our conversation. Agree, agree. <clears throat> So the idea also was was about um, I, uh, Tom, you're referring to, to uh, uh, equality versus equity. Um, this in the superintendent's message, she talked a lot about inclusion, and yeah, so I understand right. that too. And I think one of the challenges is that um, you know there's obviously a lot of opinions um, floating around. There, there's there's bits of truth in 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 everyone's feelings. Like I love Halloween; it's my favorite. I love it. Um, but I don't, I don't feel any sort of attachment towards like the school's responsibility to providing me or my family or my children that experience. To me, ha Halloween was always very much a neighborhood and community experience. It happened at night, you were trick-or-treating and the whole neighborhood gets to enjoy it. Like the older folks love giving treats out to the kids. You, you know, the kids come around the neighborhood, you get to see the kids that you recognize and you wonder what everyone is, is wearing and dressed up as and they're, the kids get like run of the streets. And, and I think we've, we've moved away from that a lot and started outsourcing 
the responsibility of Halloween uh, experiences to our schools and our, and our downtown. I, I also, this is another unpopular opinion, but I, I don't love the downtown trick-or-treating. I don't understand that. So right. Halloween is done, you know, swarms of kids downtown and then it's, and it's over and done with. And I know that um, our neighborhood has felt the implications of that. There are far fewer kids that participate in the evening um, trick-or-treating in, in, in the neighborhoods. And I think that that's a real um, loss because like I said, the folks whose kids have aged out, they still really enjoy um, seeing the neighborhood neighborhood kids growing up and, and giving them candy and participating and seeing, seeing their costumes and stuff. And everyone is wondering like, where's all the kids now? Like, um, so that's my, well, that's my rant. You can tie that to the main street trick-or-treating. I do think, I think the kids, like, I think the parents go like, that's it. We're doing trick-or-treating down there. It's done. Yeah. You get a ton of candy. It, it goes through cycles of what the kids that's ages true. are and, and all of that. I, I think that's hard to draw a line. Although, yeah. you know, and I see what I'm you're saying and, and I think there's a, I think there's a bit of commercialization probably to the downtown yeah. effort, trying to get, you know, parents to come visit all the, all the businesses, but that's right. kind of what we want them to do to engage with the community. So mm -hmm. you kind of can't have it uh, both ways. And I agree with what you're saying about the schools shouldn't be responsible for this, but uh, they have to do community building as well. And this has been an easy and obvious way it's been done yeah. in the mm -hmm. past. And I think we should also point out that, costumes and a lot of this stuff has been phased out in pieces over a long period right. of time. So this isn't like a sudden uh, major shift. I think this is maybe the final nail in the coffin <laughs> if we're going right. to use a Halloween uh, uh, analogy right. around just kind of shutting that down. I did think it was interesting that it, it, inclusion was uh, was sort of, the you know, the, the reasoning. And uh, I talked to some folks about this and including former students of the system and you know like the the equity inclusion some of that if it was like for uh financial reasons is easily solved right I agree. We have, yes yeah. we have boxes of costumes it's like kids bicycles or whatever well, like, that can be organized and recycled well and you could set parameters around you know costume making yeah or whatever. i was gonna say there, there's creative ways of doing it that provide um equitable and inclusive solutions so i think right. hand-me-down <laughs> costumes is kind of a drag if you're if you're a, a person who doesn't have access and and that's how you get your costume right. um that still has a, a a feeling i think of of have and have not but if everyone uh in the classroom is collectively and together kind of making some costumes together as an activity. I mean, See, that's I guess a different- our hand-me-downs, we, we, we that's all we started with was, um, you know, homemade and <clears> pieces <throat> that, that were sort of, you know, they, they weren't necessarily like store-bought, I want to be a captain of a ship. This is handmade. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is so not to push- Not to push- jacket where I sewed on these uh, patches and whatnot. But uh, so we've kind of always been in that realm. But the more interesting point I thought was mm -hmm. it was an interesting. So her timing, I think, was strategically chosen to not include a lot of people and just drop it like just right, do it, be right. right before the final week that you possibly could celebrate. Well, I, I, I go to your last point. I was just going to say it was also yeah. uh, interesting that inclusion was was. Uh, the chosen reason and, uh, you know, talking to, to, to students who had been through the entire Melrose uh, school system, pointing out that there are other things uh, such as addressing the curriculum and the way that history is taught and culture yeah. and other things that are 
far more meaningful opportunity. Right. So uh, there was some frustration expressed that, uh, you know, this is kind of a weak uh, effort. Uh, if you're if you're really trying to address inclusion, there are really more meaningful ways you could do totally. that. And I right. suppose people could also say, well, you got to start somewhere and, and why not start with the easiest things? Plus, the last thing I'll add is was very interesting that she said they're going to dig through the entire calendar of holidays. So we've got a lot more coming up um, throughout the school year. And we'll see right. if that is followed through. And if it's done without this community discussion, without the school committee feeling left out or whatever, uh, the way that that's communication is handled will be interesting. So, yeah. So insofar as the communication, we said we put that aside because um, we have talked here a lot about community change and bringing people into the conversation early and often. And I think just things trickled pretty quickly. I'm not there. But one of the burdens of being in leadership is having to make decisions that are not vocalized by the majority. And so we don't know, nor are we privy to conversations in which folks are saying or are not because again they may not be vocalizing these right how they're feeling about this is not that not the offense it's not a thing this is sacrilegious to my religion this is not at all how we celebrate my kids are freaked out i have a kid that didn't participate in the parades because they were too anxious to do that so they had to right. sit in the library but it's not about my kid it's about all these other families that we aren't hearing from necessarily. There are a few, but we aren't hearing from on these community pages. So with that said, Tom mentioned, Catalina mentioned, this is like one easy thing to do. So in this particular year, tossing 24 kids into costumes and then wrangling them downstairs to in order to go out for 10 minutes is not easy. Mm -hmm. And in these PTO meetings, we're being asked as parents to consider not only you know signing up for the bridge so we can go in and read to our kids, but also do lunch duty and then sometimes even substitute. We might be asked to substitute some of these classes. So yeah, it's not a super easy thing to do. Also, um, at the Lincoln specific, so I'm at the Lincoln. So we kind of knew this was a thing that might be happening anyway. We just had a sense because we, as a as you know, the most diverse school in the system, we kind of get a little bit ahead of where our population is and you know where we should be going as a school community in order to be as inclusive as possible I'll just put it that way so instead of a halloween party we are already planned friday night we are having an epic glow party we're having a, a gathering together yes. to celebrate the season to celebrate the community and put it out there it does not need to be around well we're not having snacks anyway, but it usually is around candy. It does not need to be around candy. Um, so we don't have to have it be specific to dressing up in our schools. There's, uh, to Jen's point, there are other places to do that's, that's more appropriate. Yeah, but, they, but, but kids, but kids areas where, where they have a community are very limited. A kids that no. age, it's their, it's their home and it's their school and it's their neighborhood friends, if, you know, if, if they're yeah. in a neighborhood like that. So I feel like saying, um, kids have lots of opportunities to engage in Halloween. I don't think that's true. I didn't they, say lots they, of opportunities. Well, we talked about the you know the downtown uh, business opportunity Other, to go yep. to go. I feel like this is an opportunity for the kids to experience Halloween in their environment. This is where they socialize. This is where they have their their relationships besides their family, right? So they don't have anywhere else to go besides schools and home. 
and I feel like taking that away, uh, you know, removing this from from uh, the, the the experience that kids get to have means that some kids are losing out. And I feel like making a decision so some people are happy means by nature other kids other kids are not going to be are not going to be happy. They're going to be sad. And I don't know who decides that, and then who's right and who's wrong. Suddenly, you've got. As Camps as, of people yeah. on two sides. As we've talked about shampoo, yeah. with change comes loss, right? right. And right. so I don't, you say remove that we were taking this away. I yeah. don't yeah. see it that way. I see it right. as we're but the evolving. Kids see it that way. Don't My they? Kid, I, I don't know that that's a real, a real perspective. Right. Some, I think kids some, understand I, it this it, year it, more than the parents generally, I some, think. Some do and some don't. So yeah. I, would, I would disagree with you, Tom, on the, the, Halloween, to, I guess to me, maybe it's my our own, you know, lived yeah. experience. Halloween to me is a neighborhood thing, like Jen said. So yeah, well, it was from that's it. That, so yeah. so uh, not having the opportunity to go downtown or the school. If if Halloween is getting dressed up and going around my neighborhood, fine. Maybe some friends are having a costume party. Yeah. That's, that's totally Halloween great enough. So if if that was the message, then I would say that's fine. If the message was Halloween doesn't belong in schools because it's just too much work and it's not. But that wasn't the message. The message no. was it's a different message. And so that's, I'm reacting to the message that's being sent. And again, my reaction is um, that it's, it's creating camps of, of, of people who are going to either get something or lose something and folks who didn't want that and have no power and lose it. Right. So there's how many kids so, like Halloween and now can't have it. Okay. So, what so, you're so, so think ahead. So Tom, think ahead though. Like, so I think yeah. we're talking a lot about, um, you know, the activities that happen in the elementary schools, yeah. all that stuff stops when you get to like middle school and high school. And when you get to middle and yeah, yeah. school and high school, at least when, when, when I was a kid, well, that was a thousand years ago, but, um, there were no organized activities anymore. But if you wanted to wear a costume to high school on Halloween, you could, and, yeah. and you still can still here. Can. So, and so the kids can still wear costumes and it was like, you want to dress up, you dress up. Like you can, you, you can, you can have fun and you can, you can do Halloween. But, but there was like, if you'd walk through the halls, you'd see some kids were dressed up and some weren't and you'd notice the costumes, but it wasn't, it was, it wasn't, um, it wasn't so much of an event. So I think, I think the same thing would be true just at, with the, the younger grades. You're, you're just taking the burden away from um, the school administrators and the, the teachers to have to organize the, the, the sort of organized part of it, like the parade and the, and the party, right. right? So the kids can still, you can still kind of yeah. have a fun day on yeah. Halloween. And right. I, also think, I also think that um, the schools in general, if we're relying on things like a Halloween parade and a Halloween party to be the only fun that we have in schools, then we're doing something Nobody, wrong also. To Sam's or Sam and Sam and I always joke. So like Sam, I hear Sam sometimes say, um, you know, if you're not having fun, you're not, you're not doing it right. So like education is, is one of those things. Like if the kids are engaged in having fun, like, the, you know, uh, whether or not they have a, a, a Halloween parade should not make or break their school experience. And I think, no, know? and you could, I read some things you could, it, you could incorporate this into the correct curriculum, you know, measuring the circumference of a pumpkin or, you know, what I mean, you could be doing things to put those, the fall theme embedded in other things, but it's not that, um, that's the only, that's the only place you can have fun. Um, right. I don't and think nobody's, so either nobody's trying to take that away. I, I lost yeah. my I lost my train of thought. I had so ah. many thoughts while you were talking. Well, I'm trying to agree with you. That's what I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, but I still want to make that last point that I made before. None of that was conveyed. It wasn't about 
that it's too much work for the teachers and the school right. shouldn't do it. It should be, none of that was the message. The message so, was, this is about inclusion, inclusion. And, and, and people have issues with participating. And so that felt like an entirely different message. And so my point was um, removing it for the benefit of some students is to the detriment of other students. And so why do those students I don't think it's fair to call no, it a benefit. No... I don't think it's fair to call it a benefit and a detriment. I really don't. I, okay. this, this has come up, and we're not, we're not a special unicorn here, although right. we are. This has come up in other communities. There's clearly a reason behind this that is rooted in inclusion. Right. And to ignore that I'm not... is, oh, <laughs> Trey. <laughs> No, only shared. Yeah, <laughs> we share our candy around here, um, and so it's not. It came from somewhere. It didn't come from nowhere. And right. I think you know we're as a community. We're one community open to all. And if somebody is telling me that there is an issue with this thing that is rooted in like exclusionary practices or something is something is not happening, I right. I hear that right away. I yeah. might not, I don't I might not experience it. I may not feel it, but I hear it. And that's enough for me to move forward and evolving whatever it is to make sure that we are still going to have fun. We would still have candy if it weren't for COVID. Um, and we're going to try to still do the spirited things um, without, uh, without the weird stuff. An example of spirited things might be right. if we could, if we, uh, is it okay? Is it okay to bring it all home? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I, we still want to still, still want to fight. <laughs> this is the show. This is what the show is. It's like people talking about the stuff that so one other thing to, talking about. So, so another thing that shampoo mentioned. Sorry, another thing that shampoo mentioned before the show was that you were having a conversation with Linda, your beautiful, My wife, yep. uh, yeah, angelic creature, lovely Linda. Yep. And you were saying that you know she she works at the Winthrop and she had a she had a change in opinion over on this issue. Can you, will she get upset if you disclose more? Probably. Okay. <laughs> 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 on the mom, then I just can in general. No, it's just, I mean, she's, she has much more patience than I have, obviously. Uh, but that goes without saying. No, she was just talking <laughs> about the hearing all the different viewpoints and hearing from parents and hearing from teachers and hearing from others, you know, all those different aspects that make the, the, the issue complex and, and, and complicated. Um, Again, I'm not, I'm not pushing back against that. I'm pushing back. It, it felt to me like it was a solution looking for a problem. Like it didn't seem like people were, were, were trying to have this um, issue resolved in some way. It felt like it, suddenly it was just gone. That's all. It felt like it came out of nowhere and there was no discussion about it. Parents couldn't engage. Teachers couldn't engage. It wasn't this ongoing conversation the way that we're going to lose or change the logo for the school and we're going to drop Columbus Day and make it um, um, Indigenous Peoples Day. Like those were conversations that the community had a chance to participate in. This didn't feel like that. So it felt like a reaction to something that didn't quite exist. And I felt like the people who paid the price for that were the students who enjoyed a parade around the playground for 15 so minutes. It, That's it all. may not have existed publicly like these other issues. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, sometimes I, I, I obviously appreciate community engagement and so on. And, and I do really pre also appreciate swift decision-making. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this was a very swift decision that was made, but right. I don't know that it came from nowhere because we have had been having these conversations again at the Lincoln for uh, quite some time. I mean, we've spent the last two years 
not there. Um, but we knew this was coming. This was not a, yeah. at I all think, a surprise. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Sorry. I think Tom makes a fair point, and the mm -hmm. challenge will be, she said, we're going to go through the calendar and the other thing, so will right. these other ones have that kind of communication? Yeah. So there, there's I a challenge. <laughs> there's a challenge. Well, there's a challenge, but there's also an opportunity here, because the opportunity, uh, so I'm with Sam, like I, pre in, in some instances, you appreciate the sort of like swift and and uh, swift decision making. Um, there, there maybe was a missed opportunity here to engage the community in creative ideas about what we could do differently in replacements. Like that's fun thinking, right? That's fun brainstorming to think about uh, different activities and different things that we could do as a community. Um, we spend a lot of time thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, and so going forward, you know, there's there's opportunities there for, for community discussion. Okay, we're not gonna do Halloween parade. What could we do instead? That's a right. fun conversation to have right. and a nice right. way to engage people. And there's yeah. certainly like plenty of creative opportunities there. And you know but who the, I'd like to engage is like a third or fourth grade student to see uh, what they have to say about all this because I bet it's not that big of a deal to them. Right. I think right. the parade is for the parents, not for the students, you know. The parents I, who can be there during the school day. Right. Mm. Right. Also, not right. for everyone. Just Tom kidding. brings up a good point. How mm -hmm. tied in are the kids, and would there be any resentment to the, you know, to the minority kids if they're thought to have caused yeah. taking away something away? I think what they look forward to is uh, some sort of, you know, event and festivity, some break in the day. Candy. It's that and simple. So, yeah, right, yeah. right. Some some break in break in the routine. It's really for the kids. It's probably more about like a break in the routine than anything else. And there's there's wonderfully creative ways to to do that. And, right. You know. And full disclosure, uh, my kids are in college. My kids are out of school yeah. totally, but they loved the parade at Lincoln when they went and they had a good time. And yeah, I yeah, think, mine did too. Sure. I think if they were told the next year you can't do it now this year, they would feel bummed out. I don't I don't think that's been a thing for a while. Um, uh, the uh, last time I, what? Uh, the, the parade? parade. I think that some of this has been has been phased out we already. Had, yeah. They were already I, and prior to that or since then, yeah. there also been like you said anybody can wear a costume. You also have to have some parameters. Like you can't have yeah. kids bringing in plastic guns. Right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think yeah. the yeah. issue of the scary yeah. costumes was legit. You know, one of yep. my kids really didn't like any of the costumes with a mask. You know, mm -hmm. we, we could never go. You know, meet the Easter Bunny or any of that <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, you think this is a treat? Again, that's like for me as a parent. It's like I want a photo of you. Uh, <laughs> All right, we're gonna give out your address, Trey. Yeah, that's come. A, he lives in the he lives in the best neighborhood. In <laughs> that's how we roll. Maybe that's why we don't have trick well, or treaters, Trey. <laughs> well, well, I, I, just, I am. Well, I, I want to figure out who. Uh, oh, I can't. My mouse isn't working. Here's the here's the quote to end the show on. I know. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know, but it's good. But you cannot step into the same river twice, for other waters are continually flowing. This on. is true. I yeah, think that's yeah. A good now place I understand it. it. It is true. Wow, it's no true. Kidding. It's true. Wait, though, no, no. We have we have one more very very quick thing. Although the weather is not cooperating with us this year, um, no. so one creative way that's inclusive and that, that where everyone can celebrate. Uh, 
celebrate Halloween or fall or whatever you celebrate during this this time of year is Wicked Melrose, Rise of the Pumpkin People. Yay. Whatever um, that is. You, whatever that is. Yeah. Whatever that thing is. Uh, we did this. We launched this uh, during the pandemic when uh, it was harder to, to go trick-or-treating and the downtown things were, were not happening, um, where you can create a pumpkin display of your own. Lots of people decorate their houses and stuff. And I feel like that every year is getting bigger and bigger uh, of a thing as well. So it's really fun to go around and see see all of all of that. Some people go all out on that. Um, but we also uh, launched this creative event. This has a, a little bit more of, a, of an air of creativity and do it yourself to it. You can take up, the only rule is you take a pumpkin, um, you can decorate it and create a pumpkin hey. display of any kind. There's the ants that we made, the picnic ants that we made for the farmer's market. So we, Sam and Linda and I were at the, and Allie were at the farmer's market last week showing people how to do this. Uh, we also built a farmer for, and he's still there. He, I saw him today, he's still standing despite the weather. Um, people are uh, building their pumpkin displays and you can get on our map if you visit Melrose together on Facebook. Hopefully they'll they'll uh, last through through the week, but there's still time to get on the map and then uh, check out the map over the weekend if you want to go and, and visit and check out some of the things that people have made. There's some good ones around uh, this year. So we're hoping this is something that grows uh, downtown businesses also can do this. This is another way to draw if you want to really uh, to draw people downtown. Um, that's another interesting way to and creative way to, to do that. So, right. And check the farmer tomorrow to see if he's there because it's going to be a windy <laughs> oh, night. I know. I checked him today. He was still standing. <laughs> <laughs> but the answer, the ants will be on Crest Ave uh, this weekend. All right. Doing the Melrose tour. Sam, you're going to say something? Oh, I was going to joke that Bell and Izzy should outsource their pumpkin people um, design to DI or to Jen for the hall for the walk. Yeah. For Friday night. Yeah. 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 I'd love to see. Yeah. I'd love to see uh, 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 something creative uh, that businesses downtown can participate in some decorating or something that would, that would also draw people down uh, for uh, a continue. I mean, the, the trick or treating downtown is, 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 is great, but it's a, you know, it's a finite period of time and then everybody goes home. But if you have something that continues to draw people downtown um, where at any time that you go downtown, you have a well, uh, a, 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 a shopping experience. I think is is interesting. Well, I think we, another team name could be the Melrose Sleepers, and the uh, the mascot could be a clock fixed at ten o'clock p.m. and everybody just <laughs> yeah. goes to bed. That could be our new. <laughs> like, what's he going with this? <laughs> I'm back to the team now. I'm solving all the problems. Know, yes, you are. Yes, great. you are. So true. You are, you are the captain. Wow, we are, we right. are well over our oh my God, of time. Yeah. Yeah. We, it was a great show, you guys. This is it good. Was, good conversation. Was, Thank you, everybody, it's about. For, the, for the input. Shampoo was on fire. <laughs> I'm okay. All right, so we got to wrap it up. And uh, while everybody's out trick-or-treating, uh, checking out the pumpkin people, uh, doing whatever it is you do to celebrate fall and life in Melrose, we will see you around town. Whoa.